Hi there. You are listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, where we talk about being unstoppable in your brand, business, and life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and as an entrepreneur, lawyer, course creator, and author, I understand what it takes to strive for the next level. Through 20 years of having several businesses, making a ton of mistakes, and celebrating loads of success, I love to share my secret sauce, tips, and strategies on how you too can become unstoppable. Well, hello and welcome to the Being Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and today I'm so excited to have my special guest today, Emily Osmond, on the show. I have been listening to her podcast for quite some time and watched her business grow, and she is very inspirational in the online space. So I was very excited when I recently joined a mastermind group that she was also in the mastermind group quite randomly and that we've been able to connect online um, and talk about our businesses and our journeys and what makes us unstoppable. So today I'm really excited to have her on the show. But first, I would love to read one of my recent reviews. This review is from Ty, full of practical tips and inspiration. Loving this podcast. Carolee's podcast is full of practical tips and inspiration for living a full life sprinkled with humor and honesty. Well, thank you so much. That is an amazingly beautiful review. I love um, seeing the reviews and of course, they help with the ratings as well. So it's lovely if you can leave a review and I will give you a shout out. So like I said before, in the podcast today, I have interviewed Emily Osmond. And one of the reasons that I find her so inspirational is she really is just a go-getter. But it wasn't always that way for Emily. And she tells the story of how She came from England as a 13-year-old and she had tragedy in her family and was quite severely bullied and had depression. And, you know, it wasn't a really easy start to her life. But she's found her feet and found her groove and where she sits in the business world. And she is absolutely carving out an incredible space for herself and helping what is hundreds of women in business with their marketing and social media so that they can up-level their businesses and create businesses of their dreams. Now, she does this in a really unique way, which I absolutely love, and she will tell us all about that in the podcast towards the end. There are so many takeaways in this interview with Emily, so I hope that you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed the interview. Let's get stuck right into it. Hello, Emily, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Carolee. So I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. One of the reasons is, is that I've been listening to your podcast for um, a while now and I've really enjoyed it. And um, so if anyone wants to listen to an amazing podcast, Emily has a really good podcast all about marketing and um, all things Instagram and business. And her podcast is called Emily Osmond, The Emily Osmond Show. Uh, so first of all, I wanted to ask you, what makes you unstoppable? Oh, straight in there. I love it. Um, I, it's, it's definitely been something that's happened over time. 
and I've worked a lot on my confidence. But now I think it's the fact that I, I just believe in myself now and also that I've realised how liberating it is just to be myself and to not have to try and be anything else and to, that there's not actually like the one way to do things. And so I've realised, well, actually, I can do things my way and I can just be myself and that is liberating and that's what makes me unstoppable, I guess. That's awesome. I love that. So tell us a little bit about you. Mm, Sure thing. Well, my I guess I've got my business journey, which I can talk a little bit about, but if I even go back a little bit further, so I I go all the way back. I grew up in Oxfordshire in the UK and we moved as a family to regional Australia, regional Victoria when I was 13. And that was a pretty big shock to the system. It would have been. Imagine. Oh my gosh. I was like, I and I spoke the language, but I found it hard to understand the accent and then all the slang and all that type of thing. And I was so positive about moving to Australia and starting school, but I found it really, really hard in reality. And I missed my friends. I was so homesick. And then about three months after we moved, my dad passed away. And so really I look back at my at at that time period. And I really see it as though, so I was 13, as though I had about 10 years of basically living with depression, pretty Mm -hmm. bad depression. And during school, I would just sometimes stay in bed and say, I just don't, I can't go to school. And I would spend a lot of time in sick bay, just lying there, just, just, I just had no real, I guess, hope or happiness or anything it was pretty horrible it's such a tough age like to move like be moving so significantly like that for a start um and then to go through something like losing a parent Mm. isn't it so and so I guess I, I kept going through school and it got to halfway through year 11 and I was just not happy and so to me I thought right well if I just go, if I start, what if I just start again? And so I thought, I'm just going to move to a new school where I know no one and try and start again. Cause I thought maybe that's what I need to do to kind of try and be happy and to maybe find some new friends that feel like my friends in England. So I went ahead and I did that. And, uh, I had moved, I was at a, I was at a private school and then I moved to a public school. And I was the girl that had come from the public school. I had the English accent and I just got bullied. And I had, I was very, very shy as well. So I had the boys saying, oh, she's really arrogant. She's really up herself. And I would get, I had graffiti about me. I had food thrown oh, out. Wow. Egged. And so what I thought was going to be a really positive, fresh start ended up being the, the worst that I had really had. Anyway, I think obviously when you go through some not so great times, it does help you. I think see a bigger perspective on things, have some inner grit to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I know everyone has their own story. We've all been through things. So that's just a, that's just a little bit of yeah. mine. Um, 
I went on to uni and I studied, I I'd really loved at school English. And then in my final year, I did international studies and that opened up my mind. I'd never really studied that kind of thing before. And we looked at politics and international relations. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really appealing to me. Maybe that's what I want to do. Cause I didn't really know. And so I went to, I went to uni, I did my bachelor of arts and I majored in political science. And at that point I thought I would love to work in an organization like world vision or something like that. So I finished my degree and I tried to get a job and I realized it was proving pretty hard with an arts degree. And so at that stage, I'd been doing a little bit of volunteering and I picked up a job and I don't really know why I applied for it, but it was a job reading the news on the local community station. I can actually see you doing that. (laughs) And I just loved it. I just... But I thought, gosh, there's no way on. Like, I have no journalism background. I have no speaking background. But I just saw the ad and I, it was funny because at that time I'd found this piece of, this page in a magazine that said you can if you think you can. And I'd torn that up, I'd torn that out and stuck it up on my, on my, basically my dorm room at college. And when I saw this ad come up for the TV newsreader, I thought, well, maybe I'll just apply for it. Who knows? And I went along to the interview and I actually remember when I was doing, because we, we all had to sit on a chair and all read our spiel that we'd, or the news that we'd written. And when I was reading mine, a big poster fell off the wall, but I just, I just kept going. And they said that they, they offered me the job straight away. And they said, look, we, we thought you were good. And we loved how you just kept going despite things happening around. Anyway, so Like I said, I was at the point, I finished my degree and I was like, what am I going to do? And I'd been doing this news reading and a bit of PR and to me it just felt so fun. I absolutely loved it. So I thought maybe I can get into international affairs as a reporter or that type of thing. So I went on, I did my post or I did my master's in communications and I ended up learning so much. And I know, Carolee, that you started a blog. We started ours in the same year. 2012. And I was learning all about websites and technology and blogging, social media and that type of thing in my master's. And so while I thought maybe I wanted to go into journalism, I realized how much I loved the online space as well. So I I finished the degree. I ended up writing my thesis on how the local government could better engage the electorate through social media. And, um, I I had my blog and it's funny. So I was still doing some work experience, which then turned into some paid gigs at my local, I moved back at that stage to my local town where I grew up, partly because my mental health at that stage wasn't great. So I actually had to move back there and look after myself and get better. And after the while I started doing the work experience and picking up jobs, working at producing the news on the, on the Sunday at the local ABC place, um, ABC radio studio, um, doing, filling in as a newsreader on a couple of the radio stations, writing for the local paper. And, um, through all of this, and I know that you're a big networker too. So all of this kind of meeting people and networking, um, I met this lady and she asked if I could help her with her PR. And so she was running her own business from her kitchen table working her in hours around her kids. And she really gave me that example of actually what could be possible. Because by that stage, I'd realized that journalism wasn't really feeling great to me. It, I felt like I wanted to, it just, it just wasn't quite the right fit. It's interesting, isn't it? Because like there's so many people who would like aspire to that and dream about like that would be amazing 
And yet sometimes we, we get to these things and then we realise that it's not actually for us. Yeah. And so, and I, because I'd then seen the example of what could be possible. And anyway, I brought up my blog because at that stage I'd started blogging and I had my very first of my own clients reach out and ask me to work for her because she'd found my blog and she was an interior designer and she said, Emily, look, I like your writing. I was just wondering, do you offer uh, blog writing, social media management, that type of thing? And at this stage I was employed uh, by the local tourism body as their digital marketer. Again, I've met just through contacts and networking, that type of thing. I'd gone from casual to part-time to full-time in the space of a couple of years. And I remember I, I remember where I was. I was walking back into the building from my lunch break and I'd answered my phone and this lady was ringing me saying, I found your blog. And then she said, how much do you charge? I just thought, oh my God, you know how much I charge? <laughs> what do you charge for this type of thing? So I just said, oh, $50 an hour. And so she said, okay, great. Yep, let's get started. And so I walked back into my day job having just, kind of without, just by chance, having just picked up my very first client of my own. And so this kind of, this evolved and soon I had not many, but a few of my own clients on the side. And I realized every day when I was going into the office job, which was a great job and it was actually like so much fun. I was managing the social media for the tourism body. We were going to all the events and um, capturing them and sharing about them. But all I wanted to do was get back home and work on my client work. And I'd even work on my lunch break and before I went into the office because that was the thing that I loved the most. That's so cool. So you started to find your feet. Mm -hmm. And so it got to the point where I guess I was working in at, for this company and I had a few clients on the side and I was realising I just was feeling unfulfilled by the job that I had and that I really wanted to give it a go doing my own thing. And also in my local area, I just felt there was, I felt there was an opportunity, but I also felt so drawn and called towards working with the local business owners. Cause I could, cause I was connecting with so many of them through my job as a local tourism marketing person. I could see the marketing that they were doing. And I could also see the marketing advice that they were receiving from what I might call some of the more old school mm. type of agencies and I was just like I just felt really sad for them and I just knew there's so much potential there's so much opportunity there's so much they can do with their social media and their branding and their messaging and so I told my mom I'm like mom I'm going to quit my job <laughs> and I had only a few months ago I'd saved up money and I bought a little house in a little townhouse in Ballarat that I was living in by myself and so it wasn't really what you would say the smart decision. I didn't really have many clients. I don't know when there's ever an ideal time to go out on your own. Really, there's just not as there. I know. And I think my mum knew I'd already made up my mind, but she was like, right, just go and speak to the accountant, speak to my financial advisor. And so I took a sick day and I went and chatted to him because I just wanted to do it. I'm like, right, I'll take a sick day, then I'll resign tomorrow. <laughs> and so I went in and I said, oh, look, this is, I took my little notepad and I said, oh, I've got this much coming in and this is the mortgage and all of this. And I think it was expecting me to have my spreadsheet with all these sums in there, which I didn't. And he said, look, Emily, it doesn't add up, but I know that you're not going to listen to me. So just don't tell your mother and I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he was probably I, right. 
And I, and I did actually ask my, my employer if I could um, work part-time to start with, basically because my mum was like, you know, that would be a good idea. Um, but they said no, so I was like, right, I'm just going to do this. And I knew as well that I wanted to do this so much. I really felt it was also connected to partly like my happiness and what I felt fulfilled by and I knew that I wanted to try it so much that I was prepared if I had to move out of that house that I just bought and lease it out and move back in with mum that, that I was happy to do that. That was how much I wanted to do it. Um, so, yeah, that was about five and a half years ago now and it has been a ride. <laughs> wow. Tell us where you are now because you have an incredible podcast and um, business and I really wanted to ask you a question about um, your podcast and about naming it, how you named it, because, um, you know, we can, I know for me, I have thought of a thousand different names for different ideas and products and you know, my podcast and all of that kind of thing. And sometimes the perfect name is our own name, but we aren't necessarily brave enough to use our own name. So I'd love to know how you um, named your podcast, how you came to the conclusion that you did uh, because, you know, like it, it really is about um, your niche, but it's in your name and you're so well known for what you do now. So yeah, talk to us about that. Well, thank you. Such a good question. And so when I quit my job, um, I think at, until that point I was operating, so I had my like mini little business and that was emilyosmond.com. And then when I quit my job, I thought, okay, well, now I have to seem like I'm more impressive than I am. <laughs> so then I, <laughs> I came up with a business name, which was Good Media, because I thought media is social media, it's media marketing, that feels right. And then Good, I don't know, I just really like that name. I, and that was kind of my, my mission to help these businesses just have really good marketing. But the thing is, and I love how you ask about how did you come up with a name and all of this. So I, I kind of went back and forth a little bit, but I'm a quick decision maker generally. And so I didn't really sit on that for too long. I looked, is it taken anywhere? No, it's not. That's great. I made my own little logo up um, just in a free program. It was all lowercase. It was good media dot. And then it had a little heart and it was pink. And to me, I wanted to be different all the other like local agencies in my area, they were not like that soft and feminine and fresh and all that type of thing. And so that was my brand that I created. Um, but it's funny. So I wind forward to about three and a half years after that. So I'd, I'd created and established good media. And I really kind of got to another point in my business, a bit of a turning point. Because I realized, and I know that this is something you can resonate with uh, as well, Carolee, with your own journey, but I realized that the business I had created wasn't what I wanted to continue doing. And so I created this business around what people were asking me for uh, and the work that I was quite good at. And we had clients and I had some subcontractors and, it, and we were doing a lot of different things, branding, website, social media management. But when I looked forward to, I guess, what my vision was. And it took me a long time to figure out what that was, but the two didn't align. And so I looked at, okay, who, who do I aspire 
towards and what are they doing and what kind of businesses or lifestyle have they created? What are they doing with their brand? And the more that I thought about it, and also at this point, to set the scene a little bit, I had three websites, three social media, like three emails, three um, Facebook pages, three Instagram accounts, because I had my more of my personal one, Emily Osmond. I had my blog one, which was getinmyhome.com. And then I had my good media one. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and it's a really hard decision, isn't it? Like, do you have all of these social media pl- um, names for different things that you're running or do you run it all under one or, how? you know, do you have one website or do you have like five websites or what? Do you- it's hard to work it out sometimes. It is. It is. And so... I looked at it and the first one to go was Good Media because I thought, I realised at that point, the content that I'm sharing across Good Media and Emily Osmond, they're really one and the same. And right now I'm just splitting them and I'm just splitting my time, splitting the audiences, all that type. And you lose focus because you're like all over, you know, you're, you're spreading yourself too thin over everything, aren't you? Absolutely. So that was the first one to go. And I just did a quick announcement, right? I'm just, you know, good. I I did a post, um, good media is retiring the lucky girl. Um, You're now going to find me over at Emily Osmond. And I just updated the website and all that type of thing. And then um, around, uh, what was it? And then I made the decision with my Instagram account for gettingmyhome.com. At this point, I had a bigger audience on my getting my home instagramaccount.com so I just switched the names and I just made that my Emily Osmond one I put the previous Emily Osmond one into retirement yeah that kind of just sits there now as the it's now getting my home but I did exactly the same as well yeah so on my Instagram account was and the thing was as well Emily like when we started back in 2012 um it was a little bit different. Like people weren't really using their own names you you were using so I was real food pledge I love that. And, yeah. you know, and so that's was, but as you evolve and you change and you don't necessarily want to be posting all of that all of the time, um, I think like with coming to the conclusion of being your own name, it means that it can evolve with you. That is it. And that's what I looked at. And I thought if I go under my own name, it leaves it open <laughs> to what I want to do with it going forward. And I'm, I wanted to build, and I know this is what you were such an expert at and so good at, is build my personal brand. Mm-hmm. And then under that, I can have my projects. So something else I had to name, which might be of interest, was my program. Because then I realized the, the service-based business I was running wasn't what I wanted to keep doing. <laughs> and so I thought, crap, what am I actually going to do? Because I just wasn't feeling that that was the right path for me to keep pushing on because I didn't want to. And so I, I decided to launch a membership and we can kind of go into that a little bit more. But basically I had to then come up with a name. And this is the, the thing and the advice that I might give to others too is that in some ways there's no perfect business name and you can sit and mull over it and ask people and that can just keep you stuck for so long. And so I, after a little bit of thinking and back and forth, I came up with the name The Modern Marketing Collective. And um, today I still don't think that's the best name, but I still don't have a better name for it. And so I could still be here. This is two years now that I've been running my, my program. I could still be here thinking, 
just trying to come up with the Yes, and so much of the time we do that, don't we? We go backwards and forwards, you know, we buy different domain names and we get really stuck on um, what we're going to call something and we use it as a little bit of a procrastination tool to not actually move forward. Which is which is not being unstoppable at all. That's keeping us stuck. That's it. And that's the same with my podcast because you asked about that one too. And so I thought, do, what do I call that? Do I call it this? Do I call it that? And I just thought, right, just keep it simple. It's just be the Emily Osmond show and then, then it can be whatever it wants to be as well. <laughs> and I love that because even though you, you might have like a business name or, you know, people are still going to be Googling and looking at your name. And if you're doing everything in your name and really elevating your personal brand, when your name is Google, everything about you is going to come up, Mm. which is perfect because, you know, that's what we we want to be seen as um, the expert. That's it. And I think as well, like I'm not building this as a company that I want to sell either. I'm building this for my lifestyle and how I want to live and, who I want to serve and what feels great and fun to me to create too. So that was another factor in the decision too, that another reason why I just felt the right decision to go under my name too. Yeah, exactly. So tell us about the Marketing Collective. Yeah, sure. So like I said, I started that two years ago and at the time I, what I did was I had my service-based business, Good Media, and I just knew like it wasn't, something just wasn't quite, sitting right with me. And when people asked me what I did, I didn't feel really excited and proud and wanting to talk about it. And I just felt lost. Like, what am I actually offering here? What am I actually wanting to, (laughs) to be known for? And so I put, I created this spreadsheet and I put in all the different line items of the different revenue streams of my business. Cause at that point there was a lot, cause we were doing so much. And then I also, so I looked at what percentage they were bringing into my business. And then I went through each one and I looked at basically how happy they were making me feel, how much in flow they felt versus how much they felt like they were taking energy from me. And it became pretty obvious that what I loved the most was the teaching side of things. And that's why I had started the business in the first place, because I wanted to teach the small business owners how they could just completely nail their own marketing and basically empower them to be able to just run with it. And so I, I'd already had like six months of work booked up in my business by that point. So I made the decision by the middle of the year, because it was January. So I said, right, by June, something's going to change. I don't know what it's quite going to be that I'm going to create, but we're doing something about this. And over that time, I was listening to podcasts, journaling, just kind of keeping my own mind open. And I, one day I just heard this lady on a podcast talking about how she had this social media membership and a little bit about what that looked like. And I just thought, that's it. That feels amazing. That feels like what I want to do. And at this point, I actually was running a free Facebook group. And every week I was, it was basically a free membership because <laughs> in the Facebook group, I was in there every week sharing a new piece of advice. I was answering people's questions. And, um, so I created a paid membership and I said to the Facebook group, I said, look, I'm going to close this one down. If you'd like to join me, you can come over here. You can pay your $50 a month and join me in the Modern Marketing Collective. So it's changed a lot even over those two years. And uh, 
but I absolutely love it. And that's almost all that I do now. That's so awesome. I, I really love the technique of what you did where you went through and you listed all the things that you're doing and what you what felt in flow for you and what felt like hard work and taking away. I think that is it, like doing that kind of intentional work on yourself um, can really just give you so much freedom, can't it? You can. And even today, so even today, I still look at things and it might sound kind of really counterintuitive and a bit crazy and a bit silly. But what I do is when an opportunity comes in, I will look at it and I will decide, am I only saying yes because of the money? And if that's the case, I know I'm going to resent doing it. A hundred percent. And so I just say, look, no, because that's the thing I, I have people now coming and asking for this, if I can do this and if I can do this. And that was the trap I kind of fell into in my old business. Yes. And that's the thing, like it's the same in my law practice. You know, that's why when you've got the singular focus, um, everything is in flow and it's so much easier because you really are an expert in that area and you love what you do. Whereas when you are not in flow and you're not, you're doing something just because it's the money and um, it really feels hard and you make mistakes and it takes longer and you get frustrated and all sorts of things, and it's just not worth it, is it? I loved how I heard, um, it was actually Lisa Messenger, um, she explained it on my podcast, and I loved how she said it. It's almost like instead of offering all these different things, find that thing that you really enjoy, create your own system or process around it. And then if you're in the client business or if you are in the online program space, either way, you then kind of have your own way that you keep clients come in and you take them through that process. And it's so repeatable. It's reliable. You're not reinventing the wheel every time. And I loved how she explained that. I think that's so valuable <laughs> for those for those service-based businesses. If only I'd had that. Yes, place. 100%. Business can become so, and that's how you can elevate yourself out of your business and rather than working like in it, be working on it if you've got really good systems and everything just flows. Then you know that, you know, and in my business we have all of that set up and I just don't need to worry about anything because I know that it's all in flow. So amazing. Yeah. So um, so with your um, online marketing collective, how do people come, like, into your, into your inner circle? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess at this stage, I have my different marketing that's out there. And I have um, now really people hear about me or find me through my social media, my Instagram, my podcast, um, speaking with different people. Um, And I also use advertising as well. So online advertising, Facebook, Instagram to reach some new audiences that I think might be interested. Um, And then I have my funnel set up. So I learned all like I had no idea about online marketing when I started my membership. And now it's I know you and me both were just obsessed. <laughs> so I have free content that they can then um, subscribe to. And basically through there, I give them an offer, hey, come and join us. And they can make the decision if they want to or not. 
Yes, exactly. And with the content, you said you've got your free content. As part of what I've been teaching in my new um, Unstoppable Personal Brand Formula is one of the modules is called Capitalizing on Your Content. And the thing that I find about content, it doesn't matter what business you're in, but particularly if you're in a little bit more of an old school business like a lawyer, for example, or accountant or service-based business, um, you are not capitalizing on content. And don't we have like such an incredible opportunity now to actually, you know, choose your platform or many of them, create content and put it out there and, you know, like even a podcast. It's just the opportunities are just endless. That's it. We have such an opportunity. Yeah. And it was funny because my um, fiancé, Coden, actually said to me the other day, He was like, right, how are the sales going? How's the business going? And I was like, oh, you know, this and this. And he said, if you are not making them, like if you're not really driving your business right now, and because this is kind of his, this is the way he talks anyway. So he's like, that's almost, that's almost irresponsible and selfish to all those people who are suffering in COVID right now who can't. And so I almost look at it like we have such an opportunity and for us to be able to just go for it, yes. despite all of our own, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this right now, or oh, I should, you know, whatever the climate is in the world. It, like, like we said, we've got such an opportunity, but no one is going to come tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, you're allowed to do Absolutely. It. And just embracing, like, when I first started in business in the early 2000s, yes, I'm that old, um, <laughs> Um, when I first started, you know, we didn't have, there wasn't this opportunity. If you wanted to get content out there, you had to pay for advertising or go down PR, you know, old school PR, which, you know, when you were just a standard business, you never really thought about that kind of thing. Um, but these days we can put content out for free everywhere. I know. And that's how I built my businesses. Like that is it, sharing what you know. Sharing what you know. Yes, that's amazing. So, Emily, where can people find you? Oh, thanks, Carol. It's been so lovely chatting with you. I know that both of us can just talk to each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I can be found on Instagram. It's where I'm at most days. And it's at, at Emily Osmond. And I'd love if you take a screenshot right now and tag both myself and Carolee. We'd love to see if you listened and what you what you enjoyed hearing. Um, also, my podcast, like you mentioned, which is the Emily Osmond Show. And also, if you go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free, you can jump into some of my free training set. Yes. And can you tell us about your free training next week or the week after? Because I think this is genius. I just love this and I can't wait to learn as well. Oh my gosh, it'll be so fun. So that's a great point actually. So when this podcast comes out, you'll be able to join my Instagram stories challenge, which kicks off on the 1st of September. So just come over to me on Instagram. The link will be in my bio there. Um, If you can't find it, just send me a message. And we're going to be going through five days of how you can actually overcome that fear or that confusion, or just being very unstrategic with using Instagram stories for your business, how to overcome that and become really confident, really clear about what you're doing and also how to use them to bring dollars in the door. Oh, I love that because Instagram stories is, uh, again, another place that we can put content out for free. And it is um, it is a real challenge. And this is something that I definitely found very hard is overcoming the fear of being in front of the camera. 
And so um, Instagram stories is a really powerful way of actually learning how to overcome that fear I found. And so, um, and you're totally in control, aren't you, when you're on Instagram stories because you don't have to push send. Um, and then that can help you. I mean, we video and visual content is not going away. It is absolutely fundamental. Absolutely. I totally agree. And if you can nail um, Instagram stories, it means that you can be empowered to step, make the next step of going live or doing webinars or, you know, um, doing YouTube or all. It's kind of a little gateway, isn't it, into this other world? And I think if those, if people are listening and aren't really using Instagram at the moment or aren't really using Instagram stories, it's hard to understand the power of them. So I, I think you just got to you got to learn about them, learn how to use them, and um, you'll be pretty amazed. The the way that it can really fast track the sense of credibility of you, of your own personal brand. Yes, people are showing up and they're like, well, hang on, this girl knows what she's talking about. She's confident. She's like out there doing this. She she must be an expert. And really, it's just us getting the confidence up to and knowing, you know, this is something I can speak to. And being consistent and showing up on there. So yeah, it's just such a such an opportunity again that we have to be leveraging this free tool in our business. Yeah. And it's amazing that people like Emily and myself and lots of others out there are actually giving us the opportunity of, of hopping on and doing these challenges where you've got your and it's free. So why not why not sign up and join in and um, get some new skills? Oh, thanks, Carly. And that's where we met on Instagram too, I'm pretty sure. We just somehow found each other and that's how we connected. Yes, absolutely. There's lots of real connections to be made on social media. So it's been awesome chatting and um, we'll see you again soon. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Carly. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast brought to you by my personal brand, Freebies, which you can find at caroliefontanelli.com. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave me a review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for Carolee Fontanelli. Until next time, remember, if you believe in yourself, you will be unstoppable.